This is the Life School Podcast, episode number 183, and today we're going to discuss how to move normal, everyday discussions to spiritual conversations. Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Good afternoon, my friend. Good afternoon. What's happening, man? I'm doing great. I'm really doing great. Let me ask you something, me ask you something right out of the box here. Okay. Do you consider yourself a people person? Oh, yeah, I would, I would say so. Do you think being a people person is dependent on being introverted or extroverted or does that have nothing to do with it i mean i would think my it's funny because my wife always says like you're such a people person uh-huh. and the neighbors across the street like you're such a people person they, they never say that about my wife but she's massive introvert and i'm uh-huh. kind of the always outgoing gotcha i think she cares about people just doesn't show it as much as i do i mean if you walk by my house i would say you are a people person yeah i would say you are i think i am too yeah for generally sure. uh, i had recently i had a neighbor of mine i was I was talking about something, and I said, oh, oh, this is funny. That Somebody rang my doorbell a couple of days ago. Okay. And uh, by the time I got from my office to the front door, which is, what, three feet? Yeah, right? maybe. <laughs> you know, two feet. Um, I looked out. There's nobody around. And I kind of even walked out on the porch, and I looked up and down the street, and I couldn't see anybody. I was like, oh, what the heck? Laying there, though, is like a, like a shopping, plastic shopping bag. Yeah. And uh, it's tied in a knot. And I bring it in the house. I'm like, oh, like, is that a, like dog poo or something being yeah, funny? Sure. And they threw it up on my porch or whatever. <laughs> I open it up and in it, there's, there's, there's like two $10 and, and a $5 bill, but they're like micro. They're small. They're from like a game. Okay. Right. And some coins, plastic coins. And then there's a handwritten note clearly scribbled in pink marker by like maybe a five-year-old. Okay. And it says, ha, 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 have fun with your real money and being, um, <laughs> and being trolled. <laughs> Which is not what being trolled means. Yeah. It's just funny, right? Funny. It's just being funny. And I was telling my neighbor about it. And I said, I, I'm actually, I found it hilarious. And I found it awesome that it's the second time we've gotten notes from kids like that. Yeah. That kids in the neighborhood, they just they think we're funny. It's funny. He goes, oh, people in the neighborhood love you guys. They just. Oh, that's cool, they, man. You guys have a great, you know. So that was good to hear it. Yeah, you know I mean? that's awesome. It was awesome to hear that's it. That's what you want. And we got trolled. So <laughs> that's not what that means. <laughs> you know who else has a great reputation? Canada. And speaking Canada. of Canada, we have a wonderful <laughs> review from White019. I don't know what part of Canada, but White019 says, I love this podcast, easy to understand, and a great motivator for what it means to live as disciples of Jesus. Oh, well, that's thanks, cool. White Zero. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's a Air snow five. reference. <laughs> Internet Air 5 <laughs> to you. <laughs> yeah, have fun in Canada. Hey, man, today we're talking about how to uh, how to move everyday discussions and the normalness of life into spiritual conversations. And this topic's been asked by many of our listeners, but uh, my buddy Tony actually specifically brought this to our attention the other day. He asked us to do a show on how to how to make this move just kind of more natural, right? Like, it's a good topic, I think, for us to dive into. People get all stuck on it. They get all freaked out. Yeah. Like, how do I... I don't know. I, I never... And here's the truth. Most people don't don't really have spiritual discussions. Hmm. Like, the, I think the enemy has completely duped most of the capital C church in the world to think nobody wants to talk about that. Hmm. I have it's found the true. exact opposite to be true. Yeah. Everywhere. Now that was kind of what was a little bit behind my, are you a people person question at okay. the front end? You know, um, it's cause I, some people think, Oh, it has everything to do with that. It's like, no, nah. I have found universally 
and there again, having worked in dozens of countries and I don't know how many cities, sure. um, people are very actually open in spiritual discussions, mm-hmm. but we're so freaked out by it. And, and I, and people say, well, yeah, but I tried this. And it's like, no, you tried hammering somebody with a pre-canned presentation about some historical facts about a guy who died on a cross and why if they don't get in line, they're going to burn in hell. That's And they sniffed it out and they're yeah. not interested and yeah. you felt rejected. Yeah. And yeah. so you go, they're not interested in spiritual things. It's like, ah, I think those are two different things. <laughs> not no crap. one's looking to be ambushed by the non-gospel gospel, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I, I think... I think that it is a key topic to discuss because we don't know how to do it. How do yeah. you normally, in a conversation, actually get to, and I, I'm going to say spiritual conversations, but some people are say, well, how do you get to presenting the gospel, or how do you get to a point of decision with someone? Those are all points on a continuum, sure. by the way. Getting to a spiritual conversation, piece of cake. <laughs> That's yeah. just happening, I think, you know, because we're spiritual beings. Sure. All things are spiritual. They really are. Yep. If you understand how God's made the world and made us. Um, we're not we're not fleshly beings with a spirit. We're spiritual beings that have been given a body. So getting to spiritual discussions is very, very normative. Now, where we take those spiritual dis- those conversations and how other people perceive them, well, that's that's another that's part. Maybe of, a little bit different. That's yeah. a different, and we'll go there too. Yeah, we'll so go there too. One of the things that I've heard, uh, and I've actually used it to myself, if I'm being honest, is every excuse under the sun from people to keep from moving normal lifestyle relationships, like you're talking about, into the spiritual conversations. Like, ah, oh, man, I just missed that opportunity, or you know, I, I we were having a good conversation, it just it just didn't real. It didn't fit right. It didn't feel right to me. Like, yeah, we were talking about, you know, the Seahawks and missing that touchdown. And I just, man, I just thought I should probably talk. I should invite that dude to church right now. The ultimate touchdown was, was a cross, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or something like that. Well, that's, see, that's what we've been taught, though. We've yeah. been taught these weird, hokey sort of transitions. I've shared this story before, yeah. okay, from someone I love and I love and respect like crazy. But when I was a young man, I've shared this before, uh, I was being taught how to witness, okay, how to okay. evangelize. And I was taken to a mall to a shoe store by my mentor, me and another young guy, a couple, maybe a couple of us. And he said to this teenager, like he picks up a shoe and says to this teenager, he's like, this is a good shoe. And the kid's like, you know, all pimple-faced little high school kid. He's like, yeah, yeah I guess so. Sell a lot of them. He's like, does it have a good sole on it? And the uh-huh. guy's like, man, I guess so. It's a good brand. He's like, do you think that sole will last forever? Oh, and I'm, we're starting to catch wind of this. You know, the kid doesn't know yet. We're kind of going, oh, no. And he's like, you know, we have souls, too, and they do last forever. You know, it's just like, that's not how you transition to a spiritual <laughs> That's a story that's laced with the gospel. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, yeah. That's terrible, right? So that's, but so, that's what we've been taught. And I can remember yeah. watching videos from uh, <clears throat> Creek and uh, places that, you know, were like <laughs> sure. way into evangelism legitimately. Yeah. And th- it was like videos on whole courses of how like, I'm on the treadmill and the guy's like, man, feeling the burn today. And you're like, you know what, you know, you know, we're all going to burn someday. You know, it's like, what? You know, wow. it's like, and they had, they had like a hundred of those, you know, like just like, and everybody's like, I'm never doing that. I am so not doing yeah. that. So just so everybody listening knows, that's not what we're talking about. Okay, sure. like try to lose that canned you know, part of that. Here's here's the thing behind the thing, as we always talk about. If you think the goal 
is to quote get people saved or get them out of hell or get them to church then you're going to probably need to figure out a way to have corny weird conversations like that sure if you believe the goal of our of what, the mission of the church is to make disciples who make disciples helping people move from unbelief to belief in every area of life then you see every conversation is an opportunity to do that sure right naturally yeah and, and you don't have to sort of shoehorn in or wedge in some sort of awkward transition about burning in hell Hmm. Now, might those conversations need to come up at some point in the continuum with people? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. But like when you're walking at the park, when you're looking at shoes at a shoe store, yeah, you not know, the place. right? When you're at the gym on the treadmill, is that probably gonna? No. Have I had things like that? Yeah, I've been sitting in the you know planes next to somebody and like, oh, what are you doing? Like, oh, like, you know, I got a question for you, and boom, they go deep, and you go like, I'm gonna lay out the whole plan of salvation for them. I mean, yeah. God's whole eternal plan. And how they can get on board with it. I'm gonna, because now's the time. That's really not what this is about either. We're talking about how do you go, you know, in normal relationships with people, believers or not yet believers, by the way, and how do you start to have a spiritual conversation or address an issue that is a spiritual issue or there's sin involved? How do do you begin to do that? Hmm. That's that's what I'm kind of interested in talking about, I think, today. So it sounds like what you're saying is the thing behind the thing here is that we don't really even understand what the goal of of spiritual conversations. Why would are. I want to even have one? Yeah. You're supposed to. You got to get people to church. You got to get them saved. They're all going to burn, you know, it's right? not an all agenda. That guilty, yeah. weird stuff. Yeah, that's right. And I think that even if we start to get to the point of going, no, 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 I know that's not the goal or that's way down the line. Sure. People don't know how they've only heard a gospel. That's like a set of facts about sin and hell and our afterlife. And they, they really just don't have, we've used the term before. They don't have a great gospel fluency. Hmm. In other words, the ability to speak, you know, and experience the good news into everything, sure. into every area of life. You know, yeah. just like, hey, it's a beautiful, it's amazing day. Is, is there a gospel connected to that? Yeah, God's a creator of the universe, and he's created good things for us to love and enjoy. Can we talk about that? Yeah, there's a way to talk about yeah. that. Well, that yeah, weird. Sure is. Now, sure. I can remember back, okay, um, when that was me too, I just I didn't I didn't understand the goal. I it, I was taught like you, you know every, you got to get everybody you got to give them to church. That's the goal. Got to give them to church, and the pastor's going to preach to them. It's like, and so the only way to sort of have a conversation was like some weird trans. You know, like, how do I how do I get into hell? How do I get into the state of prayer? How do I, you know right? Sure. And so like I think back to like, when I was a young Christian and I was a young parent, so that kind of sort of coincided, right? And we're trying to live out a biblical faith. You know, we're reading the book, Tina and I, um, and we were thinking like it's got to. It's got to be somehow, it's got to move beyond just Sunday and going to church and getting people to church. And I was looking at my kids starting to, you know, they're, they're now growing up a little bit in age. And I, I wanted to raise them with a faith that, that it was every day. It, was, it wasn't just like we go to church and then they kind of live like everybody else yeah, pretty right. much, right? Um, you know, but like throwing a little weekly church service now and then, maybe a, maybe a mission trip on, in the summers or something like that. And, I, and I, I did, I wanted to be able to speak to others and transition uh, into the gospel and, and, but into normal life, not just sure. like, Oh, uh, we're going to talk about the gospel. I guess I got one way to go. Let's talk about hell, you know, wherever. And I wanted my, I wanted my kids and my wife and my close friends at church and all that. And, and, and even the lost neighbors, I want them to understand that the gospel was about today, about everyday life. Okay. Right. So, but here's the problem. <laughs> Everybody I knew was pretty much living a Sunday, the Sunday experience of their Christianity. I didn't know anybody who like didn't. Huh. And I didn't know that many people whose focus was, on the kingdom is now. Sure. It was all afterlife focused. And so I really wasn't able to speak to others and, and transition into conversation and help my loved ones experience the good news in everyday life. Sure. Much less show them that Jesus was real and relevant. 
Hmm. It was he was this dude who lived a long time ago and he died. And don't you feel horrible about that and all that? So anyway, now to make things worse, I started feeling horrible and a lot of pressure to be evangelizing my friends because that's what I was taught, right? And I got to get him to church. And it even got worse when I became a pastor. <laughs> Can you huh. imagine? Like, oh, you yeah, have to that. be. Like, yeah. if you're a pastor and you're not inviting everybody to church, if you're not taking every opportunity, like, at the checkout window, you know, you, know, you want fries with that? No. But do you want salvation with that? You know, like, you have to take every, <laughs> you know. And I just I just felt so much pressure. And, you know, and, and even when I tried to share my faith or tr- transition things to spiritual conversations, they were always that can sort of, like, turn the corner, get them to say the prayer kind of thing. I was often rejected by it. People okay. said, that doesn't sound like good news to me, or that's your truth or whatever. Hmm. And, and and Tina and the kids were slowly kind of coming under the weight of trying to measure up to some sort of unspoken, but, you know, real standard of, you know, uh, who are you talking to about Jesus? How often are you sharing your faith? You're handing out those tracts we gave you. You're getting everybody to church. And I, 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 but I'm reading the book, I'm reading the Bible, and I'm feeling like we must be missing something here. Yeah. We got to be missing something here. So it had to be bigger than that. It had to be bigger than that. And and that's when, you know, and I've, I've talked about it briefly. We started realizing there was these shifts in focus. We had to start going, wait a minute, is my focus in a spiritual conversation, is it evangelism or is it discipleship? Just yeah. for instance, one thing. People say, well, it's evangelism. Hmm. Well, is it discipleship? You know, what did Jesus do first? What, what did Jesus focus on? He, he saw them and said, come and follow me. Do life with me. Yeah. He didn't say, sit down, let me explain a bunch of stuff. Once you agree, I'm going to lead you in a little... Teachings, yeah. A lot of teaching. Once you agree, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And then we're going to get into some discipleship. See, he didn't. Hmm. Oh, so then that was a shift in our focus we made. Wait a minute. Maybe you disciple people to faith. Maybe you dis- and when we said discipleship is a process of moving from unbelief to belief. Maybe that's the goal. And maybe if you're helping to move from unbelief in the gospel to belief in the gospel in every area of life. Maybe that's evangelism. So wait a minute, maybe the way discipleship and evangelism fit together is different than I thought. Yeah. Now all of a sudden everything becomes an opportunity to have a quote spiritual discussion or evangelistic discussion. Yeah. We've talked about that a lot at Cigars and Theology and stuff is it's just looking for the normalcy of life. Like if God is in control and he's good, like it's so easy to point those situations out rather than having to tie everything to the agenda of I mean, you don't need to go from brand new relationship to death on the cross in thirty seconds. No, I thought yeah. I thought the Christian life was primarily about sin management and behavioral modification. Yeah, I really did. It wasn't, and you know what? And, and living that way wasn't drawing me closer to God. Yeah, it wasn't. In fact, it was starting to cause doubts about like what anxiety. Is this, yeah, yeah. where's this going? Like, what are my kids going to think God's about in church? And are they going to love it? Or are they not going to love God anymore when they grow up? What does He really want from us? Is He really? Did Jesus die just so we can fill up a another worship service down the road, you know, which meant <laughs> yeah, it was getting harder it. and harder to want to invite my friends into the life because sure. I was like, I don't, I wasn't, when I say, you know, causing doubts, I'm like, is God real? No, it wasn't like that. It was like, what's he want? Yeah. Like, what does he want from us? What's you know? After? And so, you know, and, and up until that point in my life, I hadn't been mentored really very yeah. well. I hadn't been coached by anybody. I didn't have all this stuff. But once these these shifts started happening, we're like, wait a minute, maybe what Jesus did to you know discipled people to an understanding of faith, yeah. and what is true of His Father, what the kingdom of God's really like and all about, is how they came to understand what He did on the cross. Oh, changes wait, things. Yeah. It changed a lot of things, and so that was big. <laughs> and that's when a bunch of us started going, oh wait a minute, let's work this out. And that's when this whole idea of gospel fluency was like, how do we speak? 
Sure. You know, can we take a conversation? Can any conversation, you know, like some pain you're experiencing or some something in your life that's causing you, like, you know, jacked up, you know, yeah. part of your life? Could, is there good news for that too? Yeah, and there really is. There really, really is. So what would you say, like, would be some really helpful tips that you would share from maybe even your own experience that might help us do a better job of, of sharing the good news of the gospel while also having normal relationships where trust is being built over time? Okay. Well, let's take that in reverse order. First off, try to have relationship with people. Hmm. I remember one time a guy, uh, one of the Bullhorn guys, oh, yeah. you know, a guy down That's Saturday right. Market in, in uh, Portland. Oh, do I? They're on the box and they're you know they're in the on the Bullhorn and they're just screaming, repent, seriously, yeah. and like you know wrath, wrath, you know, and they're going nuts. And I remember going up to the guy and going like, "Hey, are you talking about the gospel?" And he goes, "Yes, I am," you know. <laughs> and I said, "So the gospel's good news, right?" And I go, "Yeah." He goes, "Yeah." And I go like, "I'm not hearing any good news coming out of that Bullhorn." It's like, "Give me some good news." Hmm. And he's like, "Wait a minute." You're one of those people that thinks you have to have a relationship and be a friend with someone, uh, don't you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, like Jesus. Kind, you know? kind of helpful. <laughs> yeah, kind of helpful. <laughs> and so what I want to say is, first off, um, if, if, you don't, if you don't have enough love of God and enough of love for the person that's in front of you to build relationship, yep. build trust, I don't know that you are probably the person to try to move into spiritual discussions with them. Hmm. Like God's not sitting up in heaven going, you know, Heath, uh, if you really loved me, you'd have told him about me and you'd have got him to church this Sunday. It's like, well, I don't like that guy. Huh. Uh, and really, I only would check the box so that my pastor would see it or my, you know, missional community leader would see it or you'd feel better about me, God. God's like, actually, the truth is I couldn't feel any better about you. Yeah, I love you completely because of my son and what he's already done. And I, I just look at you and I see him and I, I love you perfectly. And so unless you're willing to have a relationship with people and you have that kind of love with them, I'd say maybe you're not ready to have spiritual discussions with them mm-hmm. or try to transition to anything. That's first. Now, what are some tips? We talk about the thing behind the thing a lot and the four questions. Remember yeah. we talked about the four questions in our podcast on uh Cigar and Theology, like yeah. what's our format for that, right? What was the episode number on that? Yeah, that was episode 168 when we talked about the simple discipleship practices outside of the box. There you go. Yep. Okay. And so we talked about the four questions that, that allow us to see the thing behind the thing in every issue or topic. First question is, who is God and what's he like mm-hmm. in light of that? So right away, if I'm in a normal conversation about anything and someone generally, I, I here's a tip, look for what people are complaining about. Okay. Or stoked about, just excited about. But someone's complaining about, oh, my boss, man, my freaking boss, you know, he, this and that and this and that. And there's no way I'm ever going to get you know, a promotion with this guy at the sure. helm. You know? It's like, okay, so what do we know to be true about God in light of that? Hmm. Well, God's a provider. Hmm. God created you. He created your boss. He see see like now right now I'm thinking something different instead of going like how do I transition from the guy hates his job to like I gotta come to church on Sunday and say this prayer. You know, it's like, but but wait a minute. What's true about God in light of your boss and work and how you have the ability to work and where true provision comes from? Okay. Second question: What's true about God? What's He done that's proved that God's a provider? God, we see His provision from Genesis all the way up through the whole. You know, the whole sure. book is just full of. God looking out for his people, right? Yeah. For people, period, all the time. Third question, what's true of us then? Oh, well, we're sons and daughters of a father God who owns it all and can completely meet our needs. And he actually loves us regardless of our performance, not like that boss. You know, sure. even when you do your best, he still's not happy, blah, blah, blah. And so right away, I'm starting to look at like, okay, 
the types of questions I'd ask with that guy complaining are very, very different. And I might not say to a non-believer, so what do we know to be true about God in light of, you know, your boss being a jerk? But I might say, like, why does your boss not understanding or valuing your work? Why does it bug you so much? Sure. Well, because if I'm ever going to get a raise or a promotion out of this, you know, which is never going to happen with this beep bloop guy, <laughs> right. that's never going to happen. So are, let me ask you, are you finding your value and like self-worth based on what this guy thinks of you? Hmm. See where it starts Often to change? Is, yeah. Now, is that a spiritual discussion we're starting to have? Sure. Yeah, it sure is. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I do. I mean, I don't really care what this guy thinks. He's a, you know, jazz bag, uh, jack wagon, you know, I don't care what he thinks. All right. Problem solved. Yeah. Well, no, because what he thinks has everything to do with what, you know, if I'm going to make, you know, my living or make a, get a raise or whatever. Oh, so you don't like the fact that this guy holds your income in his control. Yeah. What if in fact he doesn't? Yeah. What if, you know, you know, brother, I've got, you know, I'm a believer. I, I, I'm a Christian and I believe that God created me and you and he's our ultimate kind of provider for everything. Yeah. What if he's actually way bigger than all that and he even can take care of us? even with jerky bosses. That'd be see, awesome, yeah. See, see, and what guided those thought, thoughts and kind of questions that I'd ask was thinking through, well, what's God like? Mm-hmm. What's true of him? What's he done to prove it? What's true of this guy, even if he doesn't know it? Yeah. How would he get to live if he believed it? Yep. He'd get to live free regardless of the boss, quit hating the boss. Changes. You know, you know maybe even if he changed his job, he's like, right? And so that's that you gotta start looking at what's the thing behind the thing so look for what people are complaining about or what they're stoked about and it kind of works the same way and i think the pressure is off too one of the things that our buddy hugh mahalter talks about is kind of like the five-year plan and we've discussed this a little bit like it doesn't if you're trying to go to zero to the cross in 30 seconds well you might get to the cross but they might not go i don't believe any of that yeah it's repulsive at that way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, just take five years. Right? It's foolishness to those who are perishing. Yeah. yeah. So um, back on episode 113, which if you haven't listened to, it's about the introvert-extrovert conversation. Mm, yeah. We talked about introverts. That's a, that's a that's a popular episode. People flip out on that, you know. I've been hiding behind my introversion for years, and you just toppled it over. <laughs> you just kicked that <laughs> idol. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, that was episode 113, talking about introverts and community. Um, do you think that excuses... Or I would say they're excuses because I'm not an interview. But do you think like <laughs> comments like, eh, well, I'm not a people person or I'm not the massive introvert that you are. Do you think those people are excluded from Jesus's command to make disciples or... Well, let me think. <laughs> yeah. Or do you think that it's going to look a bit different for, for people that are yeah, there you when go. it comes to discipleship? There you go. Well, so we've talked about it before. Introversion and extroversion has to do with how we recharge, not how we love people. Yeah. Or a kind of types of conversation we'll have. Now... Often because of a false understanding of introversion and uh, cultural uh, acceptance to kind of hide behind it as like, yeah, I'm an introvert, so that's why I don't talk to anybody and I'm not going to talk, you know, I go to parties and I want to be in a missional community. I just, you know, it's me, it's me and God and the word, you know, it's just all there, you know, and, uh, you know, I'll bring a guy to church and I'll let the pastor tell him about it, you know, but that's, you know. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Well, we've made that acceptable. It's not, there's nothing, you never see it in scripture where God, you know, Jesus says, go and make disciples, unless you're not a people person. (laughs) Extroverts. Yeah, (laughs) right? I don't, you know, so... So yeah, I think. But if you were if you were raised and allowed to kind of hide behind that false no, no, if you're an introvert, then just make sure you recharge your battery well before you go to a party. You know, get yeah. some alone time, get get charged up. Just just like on the opposite side, if you're an extrovert, maybe you need to get some words out before you go to a party, so you're not just burning everybody's ear off. And everybody's like, "This guy, you know, like, <laughs> this it's guy all about him, me monster," you know, right? Yeah. But um, if you were if you were used to hiding behind that introversion, 
then you might feel like, well, I because I was an introvert, I don't talk to people. Um, I have a lot of fear of man. I got a lot of love of self. And so I really don't have the skills. Mm-hmm. I want to say that you, you're not excused from it, but God also knows that and he loves you. And so he wants you to understand what's the truth about him and what he's done and what now that speaks, how that speaks into your identity and others. And I think God wants us all to be able to, as spiritual beings, to be able to speak about the good news in absolutely every area of Mm -hmm. life. I really think he does. And there again, how you begin to transition that, start with relationship. Yep. Start by being a good listener, Mm -hmm. right? Listen. Yeah, listen listen for where people are living in unbelief of what's true about God and what's true of them. I mean, I you can once you start doing this, Heath, and you know this already, yeah. you can't almost not hear where a person's like they're just their their identities yeah. messed up. You just you know, it's so clear. It's so, it's so fast too. Like even you on, watch the news and yep. you go like, I know exactly what's going on there. I know what the unbelief is. I know what the thing behind the yep. thing is. So how would I go to a spiritual conversation? It wouldn't be some inadvertent historical facts about a guy who died on a cross. Yeah. It would be speaking good news and truth into the specific thing behind the thing. Why is that guy losing his mind over that? Why is she going off the rails on it? From unbelief to belief in every area of life, right? Exactly. Exactly. Hey, let's jump onto the big three for this week. Uh, And those big three takeaways are the three kind of things. If you could get nothing else out of this episode that we'd want you to walk away with right now, you get those for free by going to 123lifeschool.com forward slash episode 183. Caesar, what would you say the big three are for this week? All right. Um, uh, I'd say first that you got to believe the gospel is good news for today. Right, that that whole shift of like, uh, it's good news about your afterlife. Well, it is, but let's speak to it. If you want to know how to have those kind of conversations, have it today. If our understanding of the gospel and spiritual things is focused primarily on the afterlife, I think it's going to always seem a little bit weird to talk about it with people right out of the box. Sure. Okay, we need to learn how to speak and believe the gospel is good news to ourselves first for today and for every issue we face and every problem and every hurt and every wound that we have and every hope we have and dream we have, it's all, the gospel speaks into all of it. Hmm. We got to believe that. The gospel is good news for today. Okay, got to make that shift. Cool, number two. Number two, Jesus' command was to make disciples. It was never to get them to come to your church or say a special prayer. Really? (laughs) right that that you gotta you gotta make that shift that discipleship's the goal so now i'm thinking about what kind of spiritual conversation would i have with someone like you just said a minute ago well i want to help move from unbelief to belief around god's kids because this person thinks okay most christians are a-holes but not you man i like you but i don't want to go to church because a bunch they're all hypocrites or whatever okay so how would i go about having a conversation to help people that person move from unbelief to belief around what's true of god's kids because we are supposed to be reflection of and glorify what God's like, what dad is like. That's so good. that's discipleship. So I think if you switch, if you switch your goal in having a spiritual conversation, isn't getting everybody saved, which we were never commanded to do. And we never see <laughs> that that was the goal of the disciples. And Jesus taught him that it was to make them disciples of his, to walk in his ways in every area of life. It changes what your conversations will be focused on. That's good, man. All right. Number three, third one, um, you need to invest in in relationship first and into invitation with people into your life a lot more than spiritual challenge. 
Okay. We talk about invitation and challenge is how you move a conversation along or move a relationship from sort of normal everyday life stuff to I'm actually starting to disciple this person and they're starting to walk with God. It's, it's a toggling between invitation and challenge. And so you need to invest in relational invitation a whole lot more and upfront than spiritual challenge. So you don't meet somebody and go like, oh, I know you and your boyfriend are living together. You're not married. I'm like, well, let's talk about why that's sinful and going to send you straight to hell. You know, it's like sure. you did what, what relational invitation to your life and your own wounds and hurts and healings have you given before you went straight for that? So that's invest good. in invitation a whole lot more than spiritual challenge on the front end, and then you'll get there. And for some of those people that are still kind of wondering, we've talked about it the last couple of weeks. Do you have any spots left in your coaching, coaching stuff? There are there are a few slots, okay. but they, there's not many to begin with, and they fill up really, really fast. Sure. So if someone does want, you know, they're looking to start a missional community, or they want to grow in their gospel fluency, or they're like, oh, we're parents, and you know, we take our kids to church, but there's not a lot of family devotions, there's not a lot of family on mission going on, and sure. we want to be coached. It's, it's the most important thing, and like I've shared before, all the big breakthroughs in my life were connected to getting mentors and sure. coaching in my life. So we, my wife and I, we try to provide that, and we do couples coaching, we do group coaching and all that. So if a person wants to to have us coach them, yeah. we're starting up here uh, like in a couple, like a week or two now. It's starting yeah. like right away. They'd have to see if there's any slots. So if you want more information for that, you can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash coaching. See if there's some spots left. See if it fits with, with yep. what you're doing. Go to the show notes too. You yeah. know, if you go to the show notes for this episode, I'll make sure there's a link for that in yeah. there as well. If you just couldn't write that down, just go to our site, go to that, this episode, yeah. which is episode 183. Yep. And, and then I'll make sure there's links there. And that's where we'll give you the big three takeaways again. If you if you want those for free as a download, download those. All you gotta go to is one two three lifeschool.com forward slash episode one eighty three. Thanks, man. I I love coaching and I love yeah. the depth of relationship I get to build with people over the good course of a bunch of months of coaching, you know. Sure. And um, it's pretty life changing and, and you know, it sounds maybe a bit cliche, but like I part of why I coach is because I learn so much, you know, yeah. as you everybody's got all their different life situations and together you're grappling with it, but we're bringing our experience yeah. to, to bear here. And so, yeah. Hey, and, and if you want to, to jump into that, maybe get your feet in the water, the best way to do that is by joining our Facebook group to get there. Just go up to Facebook in the search bar up top, type in life school podcast Caesar and I will prove you to the group, and then you can jump in with some of the conversations. And you and I are on there constantly talking back and forth, hearing people's thoughts, asking love it. questions. I love it. It's getting richer and richer. Yeah, it is. Okay, so next week we're gonna uh, we're gonna ask the question if Jesus was a liar or not, based off <laughs> sowing and reaping. It was was Jesus a liar? Yeah, I threw that on the Facebook group. I said like, hey, so what do you think about reaping and sowing? Who likes to reap? Who likes to sow? You know, and all that. And man, poof, it lit up. Yeah. Real fast. So we're going to talk about reaping and sowing and evangelism and how it fits into discipleship. And I think it's going to flip people's world upside down a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. Because what Jesus talked about uh, was awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's next Monday. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast. Yeah.